Welcome to the Walpole High Film Festival's podcast, One Point Perspective, a podcast that explores the world of digital filmmaking and talks to young aspiring filmmakers in high school, college, and beyond. Now here are the hosts of the show, Mike Allen and James Conley. In today's episode, we sit down with Mr. St. Martin. We discuss his time producing the film Driver's Ed and how it was to work with Ron Putterby. All right, so we'd like to uh, invite Mr. St. Martin into the studio. He produced the movie Driver's Ed this year. Mr. St. Martin, welcome. Thank you for having me. This is, uh, this is an impressive setup down here. I love it. We're excited to have Coach St. Martin here. He's uh, the producer of Driver's Ed. Now, he got his start, obviously, in acting. Uh, I believe his first role was in the red. Oh, man. 2009. Yeah. Mr. James Elwood directed that. Uh, I know there was some, some problems on set initially with your acting. I, I couldn't remember a paragraph that didn't make sense to me. and It took, I think, 25 takes. And they called Mr. Allen in to really say to me, what is going on? I just said, I don't know. I can't remember this paragraph. And then, then I just remembered it. And then I was hooked on the film festival after that. Yeah, El- Elwood claims that Mr. St. Martin was wearing two different shoes that day, and that threw him off. It could have been that, or socks, I have no idea, but something was going awry. And then I think I was in Conan the Librarian, and they were going to sand my head with a, with a sander. And I started laughing, and Emily Cotalesa told me to think of dead puppies. And <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> and it actually worked. I get really sad now when I think of uh, dead puppies. So that was a true story. She told me that, and uh, I stopped laughing. So now I can't laugh on scene or, I, or I, on set, or I just start thinking about uh, dead puppies. And so, okay. And then uh, regardless of, of that experience, you went on to, uh, to be very successful and be uh, a go-to guy with acting and, uh, of course, won the Best Faculty Performance for Hair Salon in 2011. Which was exciting. And then from there, you, you really have been a staple of a lot of the movies throughout the year. But you, you, you've, you've decided to hang up your, your acting, is that right? And, and just focus on producing? You know, one line here and there I'll give. To be honest, I was pretty much typecasted as a crazy, bald guy. And there's really no other roles to besides a crazy, bald guy that I kept playing. So I decided, you know what, I'm not going to really act. I'd like to just stick to the producing part. You know, there's only so many crazy, bald uh, people you can play, and I'm the one they go to, and now I'm typecasted, so. Yeah, and you, this year... I kind of know how Gilligan feels from, like, Gilligan Island. Like, you, like he can't do anything else. He yeah. was Gilligan. That's true. You know? Yeah. The, the genesis of uh, Driver's Ed is interesting, right? That's something that uh, Coach St. Martin and, and myself kind of years ago, five years ago, four years ago, put our heads together and we're like, we need a, a role for Mr. Gene, tailor-made for Mr. Gene, yep. so that he could win Best Faculty, finally win Best Faculty. And it's kind of been sitting on top shelf. It was written by Jackie Gately, I think touched up by Mark Sheehan at one point. It's been sitting there and sitting there. And then this year, kind of the we had the perfect cast in class with Ava Strasha wanted to do the directed and of course Griffin Wilkins as the straight man which yep. is a key role and then we just lucked out with having uh, Ron Putterby a- a- across the parking lot doing his thing in, in, in his own driver's ed yeah I mean it, the, it was perfect it all came together usually 
for, for the people that don't know, some of the movie ideas are usually just during lunch when the, the three of us or two of us or two of you guys just have this idea and then we just pitch to the kids and they run with it because, you know, they're really good at that. And Jackie really got this going and we've been waiting for the right crew for this to happen. When we found out we could get Ron Putterby, yeah. you know, then it all made sense. And I, I haven't really... I haven't told Ron this, but he, he thinks it's a documentary, actually. Yeah. I yeah. Heard, Classic we, Ron. Yeah. yeah. We heard rumors of that. I mean, for those out there that uh, aren't familiar with Ed taking driver's ed class, there are really two, two titans of the driver's ed school in Walpole, Bill Rehill, of course, and, and Ron Putterby. And I know that he took to the script right away, but I, I heard from, from Ava uh, that he was a handful. Oh, man. I mean, he, well, first of all, again, to, tell, to get him to do this movie, we said it was a documentary on his class. So we kind of got him on that. And then after that, he was, I mean, I don't know what it's like working with like the big celebrities on set, but it had to be like working with Ron because his ego was huge. His driver's ed class is a success. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, I imagine he must really like when you, when you work on set with him, he must be like really hard to deal with because he's so famous and Ron puts himself at that level. So Ava and myself really had to do a good job of controlling him because he was out of control most of the time and, and very demanding. Very demanding. What were some of his uh, unique demands? I, I'm hearing stories. I just don't know if they're all true. So he needed to have a cup of ice with him at all times. Not even a drink, just a cup of ice that he walked around with, and he would put it on set. And every once in a while, he would just suck on the ice cube with those teeth. It was unbelievable. I hope he doesn't come in any minute now, but he would just suck on the ice cube with the teeth. It was unbelievable. And, and I heard that he, he there was uh, some sort of back and forth with him and... Wilkins and and at one point he, he he threatened to staple he picked up a stapler and threatened to staple whip the entire crew. If, well, if obviously he up. must have saw staples over wall. He must have saw the movie because he thought I think that the staple was a weapon and just started shooting staples at, at Griffin during on set and it, it was it was out of control and and even to get him I want to give away some of the stuff but some of the costumes that he had to wear you know he would like demand that they were like folded a certain way. But again, Griffin handled it very well. I, at one point I thought they were gonna fight, we had to step in and, and break it up. But you know, besides stapling Griffin and threatening him to staple, threatening to, to, to shoot staples at him, about halfway through he started calming down and realizing like this is serious if you want your movie to be made. And they were able to work together in the end? Barely. Okay. Barely. Now, you know, they put on, I'll tell you, they put on a good act because you think when you watch the movie, while wow, Ron and, and, and Griffin get along, they did not get along at all. And, and I heard that Solomon's actually refused to actually be in the same scenes with Putterby. I heard that yeah. they digitally put in Solomon's. <laughs> digitally, after effects. Yeah, yeah, they digitally put him in because he just refused to. Something and, about the bad vibes oh, he was yeah. getting? And hygiene. Yes, Ron, if you notice, there's not a lot of outfit changes on Ron. He wears the same outfit. Not sure if they're washed or not. I'm just, I'll let Ron answer that question. But Salmon's at one point, see, him and Griffin became pretty close because they, you know, they, they were working a lot together. And he didn't, Salmon's not like the way that he was treating Griffin. And at, and at one point, you know, we have a scene with, a, with this car that we use. He actually hit Salmons with with the car and ran him over. Let me get this straight. Mr. Salmons was hit by a car, <laughs> driven by Ron Putterby. Yes. Wow. <laughs> well, that's am that's amazing. Now, 
Well, uh, I don't know if you guys are ready for that. I, so I told Ron. It's like we got somebody at the door. Here, just hold. before we, I told Ron like the, the, to come here on time, and uh, he is going to be here. I, I'm going to. That's I'm that's got to be to him. S- that's him. I see. He doesn't know what door. Yeah, Mr. Conley. He, he doesn't know what what door. Oh God. Hello, Ron. What's up, guys? How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for. Um, this uh, is unbelievable. I can't stopping. believe you did a documentary on my exact uh, class. I hope people like it. I'm sure they will. Is St. Martin going to stare at me the whole time? He might. He has a fascination yeah. for uh, those teeth. Yeah, we, well, we, well, a lot of people do, but he, well, as long as Salmons doesn't come, I ran him over once. I'll do it again. Yeah, he has Saint, no pro- I have no problem. I think St. Martin gave him the uh, warning that you'd be coming down. So I yeah, think I mean, St. Martin and I got into it a little bit, but he's fine. Griffin and Salmons, I'm, I'm kind of done with. You know, you'll see, you know, whatever. But I hope he doesn't take my class again. According to the Rebellion reports, Griffin said that you, uh, and I'm not here to, you know, start trouble or anything, but Griffin said that you came to set totally unprepared, uh, didn't have your lines memorized, were unsure that this was a movie or a documentary. Well, it's a documentary, I assume. They came into my class and they filmed me actually teaching a class how I would do it all the time so he kept saying know your lines and I'm like dude this is I'm just speaking from the heart speaking from the gut you know might be the first documentary to win best screenplay it was he he kept saying and then St. Martin would go you know again and Ava would be yelling at me the whole time like you need to know your lines and I'm like this is me speaking what lines do I need to know now, you know? can, can you discuss some of the, the weird yoga routines that Ava has claimed that you needed to get it's into? True. It's all documented, actually, in the movie. Oh. Yeah. And that's how I, you know, when I teach a class, I meditate and I visualize things. I visualize it a lot and I just focus. That's how I get into my, you know, I reach my chi. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Did you know that every year in Walpole, over 200 innocent squirrels lose their lives on our roads due to inexperienced teen drivers? Teen drivers coming from the school of one Ron Putterby. When you're learning to master America's roads and for the safety of our wildlife, there's only one choice, Jim Merker's Driving School. Not only will you learn everything you need to know to operate your motor vehicle, but you will also receive, free of charge, a fascinating tour of the history of our great community. You'll learn such interesting facts as how many cubic gallons of water are stored in our waterways, and which prog rock band once threw an impromptu concert at Dog Rock. So when you're looking to learn to drive, choose Jim Merker. Putterbee sucks. To receive an additional 20% off, use the sponsor link found on the podcast page of our website, whsfilmfestival.com. So who ended up footing the bill for the salmonella? Are you still kind of working that out with Sam? I'm work- I, I actually, my lawyer said not to speak about that. It was a serious case of food poisoning I got. 
And of course, Salmon's demanded multiple takes of that scene, and, and, and you had to eat the raw chicken? Yeah, I mean, listen, that's how I train. I've done raw chicken before. I think Salmon's put something in that raw chicken because I got real sick and I never get sick. I can eat dozens of eggs, raw eggs, and raw chicken. I, I've, I've grown up my whole life around animals. Where, now, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up on a farm. I grew up on a farm. Uh, now, where so was I grew the... up on a farm in South Boston, actually. It was the only one. An asphalt But we farm. made it work. We, we made it work. Yeah. The yard was small. We had a roost that the neighbor killed because it, it woke him up at night. And I had a cow and a llama. Small farm in Southie. Small farm. Llama, cow. Alpaca. We, we actually had a chicken that would lay eggs like you wouldn't believe. That's where I used to eat the, the eggs from. I'm talking like a dozen. I just want to note, I, I know our audience can't see this, but Mr. St. Martin just literally hurled in, in the corner. He, he, he's, he's, I refuse he's, to speak, by the way, to, to Ron, so, so I'm, 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 I, I'm separating. Let this be about Ron. It's not about me. Yeah, but back off, Baldy. All right, let's, let's not get personal. Back off, Baldy. Yeah, yeah. He's so jealous of my hair. That guy is jealous of my hair. So we've heard. So, all right, well. <laughs> now I have a farm in Walpole, small farm. I'm not telling everybody where it is, but it's a small farm tucked away in Walpole. And that's what I do, you know. And, and teach drivers at. And teach drivers at full time. I mean, the gig is huge. You know, Rehill's so jealous. It's crazy. And you'll see in the documentary that he actually came into the car and gave me attitude. I was trying to, like, be friendly with them. And he, listen, there's plenty of kids here to teach drivers ed to. He could all defensive and stuff. Listen, besides that, I hope people enjoy it. I think it's a very entertaining movie, uh, movie about what I do every day in class. And I have some re- weird methods, but they usually work. I've had some very famous people that I've taught. So, Famous people? Huh? Like who? Johnny Carmichael is one. He actually appears in the movie. He... <laughs> Pulled us over. You'll, you'll see. I taught Danica Patrick. Uh, I also taught uh, Kyrie Irvin. He never got his license until he came to Boston. That's a true, true story, I think. I taught uh, Jordan Spieth how to drive. And, uh, and I taught him how he got, a, he got his golf cart license as well. Wow. Yeah, you can get that nowadays. I don't know if anybody knows that. But he has his golf cart license and his driver's license. And so, you were his instructor for both. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a one handicap in golf. So, I don't know. Just a fact. I'm sweating. I know it's hot, but wow. I mean, I just had some raw chicken up in the, up in the faculty room upstairs a little while ago. But, oh, my God. Did Salmon's, did he, did he affect the chicken again? I mean, it was in the English wing, right? Oh, my God. Yes, it was. Yeah. I got to get out of here, guys. I'm sorry, but uh, I got to go. Make it to the emergency room. Got to go. And he, he didn't look good. He, he did he, not look good. Yeah, very pale. He's like drooling a little bit too. Yeah. Guys, I told you, that guy is out of control. Uh, that's a handful right yeah, there. I mean, yeah, I now picture us having to deal with that every single time, every single day on set. It was crazy. But again, I think he still thinks it's a documentary, which I think is great. All the credit goes to uh, Ava, Sophie, and Griffin for keeping oh him Oh my God, control. those three. Yeah. And, and, and the whole crew was, was, was impressed. I'll tell you, I've worked with... With a lot of crews, this one was, was one of the best. They were organized, they were good, and again, dealing with that guy, you know, and they can turn a guy like Ron into actually like sound, sounding kind of funny sometimes. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. 
I'm going to have to uh, see if there's any custodians to get this stink out of the studio because I still smell it. Yeah, I do too. He, so, he smells so bad you hope he farts, yeah. actually. Fart jokes. We just reached fart jokes here at One Point Perspective. Yeah, our first fart joke. Well, I'm glad because that's how bad he smells. So it's, it's, it's awful. All right. Well, Mr. St. Martin, thank you for coming into the studio today. Thanks for having me. I, again, I apologize you know, uh, for Ron, but I think he's, I think it's going to be good because you need to hear. So what, what we deal with all the time, but, uh, this is great. This is, this is a lot of fun. Hope we can do it again. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming in. Oh, anytime. Thank you for listening to one point perspective, Walpole high school's number one podcast. For those interested in attending this year's 16th annual film festival on May 8th and May 10th with the red carpet on May 17th, find out more information at our website, whsfilmfestival.com. You've been listening to Walpole High Film Festival's podcast, One Point Perspective.